You were close. Welcome back to Wonderful, a celebration of Pokemon Snap, the greatest Pokemon spinoff that never got a sequel. I am your host, Zach Lyons, and with me again, as always, is Andy Carasquillo. Hey, guys. I probably should have said, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Instead of just leaving you hanging. My bad. So, throughout the first two episodes, we've gushed and gushed and gushed about the things we love about Pokemon Snap, but obviously no game is perfect. And, uh, in fact, Pokemon Snap is far from it. You know, obviously we love it, but there are a lot, well, a lot. There's, there's several flaws, and some are obvious, and some are a bit more subtle that you only think about as you play it more and more. But, yeah, so in today's episode, we want to take a little time to discuss some of the finer points of the game that we're not so fond of and how we think those things could be improved in a potential sequel. Uh, does anything come to mind immediately for you, Andy? Uh, what's something that you don't like about Pokemon Snap? Um, I feel my first point, um, not being able to, like, move anywhere, anywhere besides on the rails or being able to stop. I feel like being able to stop would be, like, a key function in this game. Um, there's a lot of... I agree 100%. There's a lot of things that we talked about in the last episode that we said were missable because you couldn't stop. And as you said mm. in the last episode, the only time that you're able to stop is for the Moltres egg. Yeah, and it's so much fun to just look around and take in your surroundings and play with the Charmander, you know, have a moment. But because you're always on rails, it's you're always moving. And it's like, I don't necessarily need an open world. You know, I don't need to wander around this island. I think the on rails works fine. I like the mechanic. And it's nice that late in the game you unlock the, the speed enhancement or whatever so you can like hold a trigger to make the buggy go faster. Yep. But I agree completely that you could use a brake uh, upgrade as well. So I think that's that's 100% with you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's just so much stuff that's missable. And, I mean, yeah, it gives the game more replayability. Um because the things that you missed, you go back and you just do it again. Sure. But at that point, it just becomes like a tedious task. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I mean, there's there's so many things that, like, it's not like if you had breaks at the beginning of the game, you're still not going to get everything in the first round. Absolutely. Like Because there's things that you need to unlock other items and other abilities and stuff to be able to interact with some Pokemon in certain ways. So I, I definitely don't think breaks would be pardon the pun, game-breaking, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I just, I think it would enhance things a lot. It would make going back to other levels a lot nicer because you could take your time a bit and not, like, because by the time, like, make it a late unlock like the, uh, like the speed-up. You know, one level, get the speed-up. Next level, maybe before the end of the game, unlock breaks. You don't have to have it the whole time. Unlock it late in the game. 
and then you can go back and enjoy the levels a bit more instead of just constantly moving. Or even be able to unlock it after the end of the game. Like once you beat yeah, the game. Yeah, totally. Post-game content, love it. Do it. You know, beat the game and then have a handful of uh, abilities or items that you can unlock. But first and foremost, breaks, definitely. And yeah. kind of connected to that is one of my problems, which, I, I mean, the, I can see the argument either way here, but the, the film cap, like, I think you can take, it's, I, I was going to say 30 or 60. I think it's 60 pictures you can take in a stage. So you go back to Professor Oak's lab either once you have run out of film or once you've reached the end of the stage. And I can appreciate there being a film cap because, again, you know, then you could just take pictures constantly throughout the entire stage and, you know, Pokemon that are moving fast, you could just take endless pictures and it'd be fine. But, I mean, it's not always fine. Sometimes you do just want to have that tri itchy trigger finger, shoot, 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 shoot. Yeah. And you still won't necessarily get a good shot. You're just trying to get something like the Zubat that comes out of the door in the cave really quick or the Staryu that whirls around you uh, at lightning speed. You know, there's so many Pokemon that just go really quickly. The Rapidash that tramples over, almost tramples over you at the beginning of the volcano level. You know, it'd be great to just take a lot of pictures and not feel like by the end of the stage you have to be really sparing. There's... And again... Sorry, I, I agree with you. There's been several times in that game where, I mean, I know I should probably keep track of my film count, but let's be real. But it's not something <clears> you're thinking of. You're looking around and you're trying to look at the environment and yeah. Pokemon, see what pictures you can so take. There you're have not been thinking, times I've got seven like, pictures left. There have been times where, like, for instance, where I smack the Magikarp into the into the waterfall and then as soon as oh, the yeah. Gyarados come out, I take, like, two pictures and then the game is over and I'm like no wait yeah. what yeah yeah exactly and, and I guess that's just part of forced replay like we've talked about how you know it's nice how much replay value it has but that almost feels like forced replay like you have to focus on a limited amount of Pokemon in each play so like if you know how to get the uh, Gyarados evolution then you know save your pictures until the end like don't worry about the squirtles at the beginning or the geodudes and the gravelers and the sand slashes and stuff. You you just save all of your film for that. But then, like, you're just literally waiting to get to that point in the stage, and that feels like a waste of time. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and again, it could be, like, with the breaks, you know, wait until late in the game and then have an option to play without a film cap. Or have unlockable uh, higher thresholds. Like, you start with a cap of 30 and then you can upgrade to a cap of 50 and then a cap of 75 and then a cap of 100 and then maybe the final one is unlimited there's no cap so um so my my next point is actually this is funny because it's just gonna keep intertwining so my next point is gonna kind of intertwine it's great with segue. this perfect love it <laughs> and this would be a great way to intertwine like oak's point system into play where you can use maybe these points to upgrade your stuff. Yeah, yep. Uh -huh. And I kid you not, I have that in another document of notes that I was going to bring out for another episode. But that's <laughs> cool. We can talk about it here. <laughs> yeah, I think that like... Go for it. Like <clears throat> Oak's point system and like how he rates things is very mm -hmm. messed up. And... There have been times where I've taken pictures of almost the same exact picture and mm -hmm. he's given me a less of a score 
than what he originally gave me. Or he's giving me more of a score than what he originally gave me. And I feel like that's a system that has to be worked in in itself, but... Overhauled. His point system needs to be overhauled. Yeah, and even with that point system, like, yeah, I'm getting a thousand points for amazing pictures, but what does that give me? I can't use these points for anything. It's just like... The entire premise of having points is literally just... Okay, you've scored fifteen hundred points with this picture of a Pikachu. Next time you see a Pikachu, try and get more than fifteen hundred points. And it's really just beating your own score. Yeah. Which, you know, is fine for a while, but it gets boring pretty quick. So like you say, if the points like getting this many points will get you some currency to spend in an in game shop or something, or to upgrade things, you know, parts of your buggy or your camera or whatever. I totally agree. That's uh like I said, we can we could dive a bit more deeper that in a future episode where we talk about mechanics for a sequel, yeah, uh, and concepts and gameplay and stuff. Because like I said, I've got I've got thoughts, <laughs> <laughs> but another episode. That's a good idea though. I like it. Oh, with with Oak scoring, like another complaint about it is like, because you get scored on. Here's a picture of this Pokemon. Great, twenty points. Here's a picture of, or here's bonus points for how big it is. And if you don't get it big enough, then you don't get any more bonus points after that. Uh, so, like, even if you've got it perfectly centered, if it's not big enough, close enough to the camera, you still don't get that times two bonus yep. for it being centered. But sometimes the pictures look better when the Pokemon's not centered. Like, if it's doing a specific action, uh, it doesn't need to be centered. It should be, like, the aesthetic. And I know that's, like, difficult to maybe judge automatically. Like, oh, yeah, if it's centered, that's an easy way of saying this is a good, well-focused picture. But... You know, maybe it's a better shot if it's not facing you because it's interacting with another thing. Uh, or the size, like sometimes, like you say, if you take two pictures that are almost exactly the same, uh, they could be the same, like you've used the same items on them, it's dancing with the same song on the poke flute, and you're almost the same uh, distance away from it. Like, almost indistinguishable. And then one of them you might get like, 300 points for the size and then another one you'll get like 750 you're like what it's yeah. not that much closer like how where is the threshold here where is <laughs> like i'd love to see behind the scenes and see like how close you have to be for certain pokemon to get that point threshold i don't know i just see like you say the short version is like you already said the points need to be changed there's also uh in the caves level i don't know if you know this but you know how you can take pictures of... You have to, like, hit the Magnemite before you take pictures of them? Yes. So, um... Or they have to be eating or yeah. something. They have to be distracted. So, if you're not, if you're not like... If you're focused on the Magnemite, not doing anything, they come up as, like, electro balls, mm-hmm. almost. Um, however, if you hit one Magnemite... And another one of those not distracted Magnemite come into the mix, you'll get points for double Pokemon. But it's like, yeah. but you just told me that it's indistinguishable in in yep. it by itself when it's not like doing anything. And now you can mm-hmm. tell that it's two Magnemites. Yeah, for sure. That's that's another like minor like this is one of the more subtle complaints I have the Magnemite specifically like I don't recall if it's uh, done in different ways in the anime but I do recall because I've been watching some of the early episodes of Pokemon recently with my daughter and 
there is an episode of Magnemite where it evolves to Magneton, and it's not by three Magnemites coming together to merge together. It's one Magnemite levels up and grows. And this like in the games, too. You have one Magnemite, and it reaches a certain level, and it evolves into Magneton. A Magneton looks like three Magnemites put together, but it's not. It's one Magnemite that's grown into this new form. Yeah. And there you have three Magnemite that you can lure together to evolve to Magneton. But even when they do it, it's not Mag... Like, Professor Oak will say, you took a picture of Magneton. It's not Magneton. It's literally three Magnemite, like, floating next to each other in a formation. They're not <sighs> even touching. And I think there might be another one that annoyed me about how Pokemon evolve in the game. But I can't remember what. I think Slowpoke is fine. You know, you lead Slowpoke over to the fishing spot and it puts its tail in the water and then gets a shelter and becomes Slowbro. That's cool. You knock Charmeleon into the volcano and becomes Charizard. That's cool. I think there are other evolutions that happen. I don't know. The Magnemite's definitely the one that I thought of first. That's like, oh, that's weird. Like, why is it three Magnemite that look like three Magnemite, but he's saying it's a Magneton? And it's just a minor gripe that I feel like nowadays would not happen. Yeah. But, yeah. So we can move on. Do you have another one? Do you have another complaint? Uh, yeah. My other complaint is how pestering, no pun intended, the Mew stage is. Go on. Go on. Elaborate. I feel like I spend the majority of that stage missing, missing hitting Mew with a pester ball than I do yeah. taking pictures or moving or anything. I throw sure. like a thousand pester balls at this Mew before I'm able to take a picture of it. And just like a few pictures of it because then it goes back in its sphere and then it's back to throwing pester balls. Yeah, I think the big problem there, like it's supposed to be challenging and it's supposed to be puzzling and that's fine and I like that it makes it it makes you work for it but because of how the level is laid out it's literally a straight line it's not like the other levels where you're going twists and turns in wiggly windy ways like it's a straight line on this like moon or star or whatever and your point of orientation does not change the like, it just you see the same thing the entire time. There's no sense of depth perception. Yeah. Like, there are no walls for context to say how close or far you are. And so you think you're aiming directly at him, but you'll come up so short. And then you try and aim really high, and you go way past him. So yeah, it's, so it's, it just becomes I, a game I understand. of, like, trial and error. It's just yeah, like, yeah. oh, I didn't miss... Oh, he was too far that time. Oh, oh I threw it too sure. low that time. Yeah, good to have challenges, but that's less challenging and more frustrating. Yeah. It's not a puzzle to solve. It's like, okay, where's the sweet spot to throw? So, I, I feel you. I think it that could use just a little bit of tweaking. I think mostly it's okay. It's just, yeah. Um, another, another thing I've got is the lack of Pokemon and the lack of stages. And we've mentioned that in previous episodes too, how there's only like 63 Pokemon out of the first gen. Uh, and you think about it, if you do the math, that's forty about 42% of all of Gen 1. So if you take 42% of the total Pokemon in the Pokedex today, you'd have close to 350 Pokemon. So if you made a sequel with the same percentage of Pokemon in the first game as the sequel, you'd have almost half of them. And that's pretty dang Like, that makes a significant upgrade to the amount of Pokemon and the longevity of the game. And that would give uh, way to having more stages. More Pokemon, you don't want to cram them into the same amount of stages, so you want to have more stages, too. So, 
again, I, I'll touch on this a bit more in future episodes where we're talking about sequel mechanics and ideas, but I definitely think that it could have benefited from having more Pokemon in it, having more evolutions, having more stages, even if just like a couple more, like two more stages and like 20 more Pokemon. Absolutely. Like we talked about, there were a ton of Pokemon that either their evolutions or pre-evolutions weren't in this game and they could have mm. easily thrown those in. Sure, sure. Like uh, Squirtle in the valley level, you know, you can hit some up onto the shore, but maybe if you hit him onto the shore and then you hit him back in the water, maybe down the stage a little bit, they'll pop up as Wartortle. And yeah. then maybe if you pop them up and pop them back in the water, then at the end they'll come out as Blastoise or a Blastoise with some Squirtle behind you. Oh or man, you know what? You just you just gave me the the like best <laughs> idea. <laughs> What's that? That's crazy. Um, talking about the Squirtle, if Maybe if you collect some of them together, they just pull out the Squirtle Squad glasses. Yeah, no, that would be good. It is based more on the anime than the games. That would be good. Man. But, like, it, it could be as simple as that. Like, knock them out of the water, knock them into the water, then into the water they evolve where you and, don't see them. And you can't it's, it's say like that, when... like, that, like, it's not realistic i mean that's more realistic than sure. three magnemites being close to each other and being considered a magneton yeah and you think about it in the in the the tunnel the tunnel level with the magnemites and stuff there's the diglet with the pikachu next to it and if you take a picture of diglet it goes underground moves a little further and you take a picture of another diglet it moves underground moves a little further and then after you do three of those duck trio so like that's exactly the same premise you take pictures of squirtle later on down the line you take pictures of war turtle later on down the line you take pictures of blastoise you can apply that to different scenarios, different areas, different stages pretty easily and get more evolutions out of it. Absolutely. So I feel like there's, even without adding other species that, like, their evolution lines are completely omitted, you could add more evolutions into the game pretty easily and just give you that little bit of boosted Pokedex entries. So, yeah. And again, with, with more Pokemon, it would be easier to say, okay, there's too many Pokemon on this stage. Let's add one more stage and put 20 Pokemon in it. So... More Pokemon, more stages. It's it's one of those things where you could always say, oh, you'll never be happy until there's everything. So, you know, if they had, maybe if they had 80 Pokemon, we'd be like, oh, I wish there were 100. Or, if there were 100 Pokemon. Oh, I wish there were 120. Or maybe you after know, beating so. the game, something like Oak saying like, oh, go back through the, the islands you've been to because there's been more new Pokemon sightings. That's brilliant, and I can't believe I've never thought of that. That's amazing. I love that. That's... I, I, actually uh, like i've got a similar concept for a sequel but again we'll get to that later <laughs> uh, but like that's awesome and i i love that so much that's such a good idea my last complaint is again very nitpicky and you know it's, it's not necessarily a huge dislike like i like the game i like how simple it is and it doesn't need to be more involved but at the same time i feel like it's just lacking in story content and again like it's, it's kind of nice and relaxing to just say okay the game is you're on an island with lots of pokemon take lots of pictures like that's so fun like that i think that's actually part of why i enjoyed it so much so it doesn't need like a big involved rpg story or anything and that's not what i'm looking for but it could be something like add in missions you know instead of just saying go to this place and uh and take pictures like, there's sometimes where Oak is like, okay, so now try and beat these scores. Or try and find the Pokemon signs. Or if you get stuck, he'll say, he'll give you a hint like, 
oh, look for, uh, look for a hidden path. Then he'll give you little hints. But like, it would be neat if he gave you missions to say, seek out this Pokemon and try and get it to evolve. And then if you can do that, you get bonus points or you get bonus currency or whatever. That would be pretty cool. Uh, so I, I guess I'm thinking like in Pokemon Go, you know how sometimes they have the special missions, so like how to get Mew and Celebi and yeah, uh, Spiritomb and things like that. Like, and then when you do those uh, missions, each tier of missions, then Professor Willow talks to you and he's like, "Oh, so be- based on what you that research you've done, now we know this about these Pokemon, and we can move on to these missions instead." And like that kind of is what made me think Pokemon Snap could benefit from some missions as well. And that's in modern gaming, you know, there's so many modern games with timed events, like not MMOs, but like Final Fantasy 15 after it came out, it was supported for a good while with limited time events. Like only this week there's the Assassin's Creed collaboration and only this week there's like a high score challenge against this boss, you know. Or even and something like Monster Hunter. they could do Hunter. that with special limited time missions. What's that? Even Monster Hunter. They would oh, have yeah, like sure. um, weekly like, oh, get this costume for this week only or... Yeah, definitely. And for Pokemon Snap, if they made a modern sequel, they could do that so easily. Like, for this week only, you can encounter new Pokemon in this stage. Or, you know, this mythical Pokemon or something. So they could do... and Like, they do those kinds of events in the normal Pokemon games, right? Like, for this month, you can catch this Pokemon. Or you can obtain this Pokemon. So it'd be really cool, I think, to do that in a follow-up. And it just... Again, it, it doesn't need to have a big plot or a storyline or a reason why you're there taking pictures. You're, you're a Pokemon photographer. You're taking pictures for fun and for you know to see how Pokemon interact in their natural environment. And I love that. It's so, like I said, it's a relaxing take on it. You're still catching them all, quote-unquote, but you're not, like, catching them. Yeah. So it doesn't need a big involved plot. I just want a bit more meat to it. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just enough. <laughs> Just enough. So, do you have any more criticisms or critiques you'd like to voice? Uh, I think that's all I've got. I feel like that's all I have as well. If I played the game again right now, I could probably think of a few more things. But again, you know, some of it's less complaining about the current game and just thinking about ways I would improve a sequel. And again, that's a whole other episode. In fact, that's the next episode. According to my notes, the next episode we'll be talking about pitches for a sequel story gameplay mechanics etc so i mean we'll we'll come back next time and go into some finer detail about things we talked about today and then uh maybe come up with some new ideas you know because like like i said i've got pages of ideas in a separate document about what i would want from a sequel (laughs) but even just what you said man earlier you blew my mind (laughs) beat the game and new pokemon are appearing in all the stages god that's awesome that's I mean, so that's good. basically taken out of every single Pokemon game that's out. It's like... Yeah, no, it makes you, sense. You beat the core game and they're just like, oh, look, some Pokemon from Kano are here. What, what's up with this? Mm. No, that's, that's good. I love it. So I think that's all we've got for today then. Any, yep. th- any closing thoughts for today, Andy? I'm going to keep saying this. Give, give me Pokemon Snap 2. Give us Pokemon Snap 2, please. <laughs> Put me well, and Zach on that like project. It. Put us on that project as uh what's the, what's the word? I don't remember. <laughs> God, I'm going to edit this out cuz I'm just not going to have this dead space. 
for a while before Tony Stark joins the Avengers. What is he? He's a consultant. We'll be <laughs> consultants. Ah, oh, God. Why is my brain dumb? I like how it took Avengers. <laughs> Hire us on as consultants. No, man. I love how you connected we that just... with Avengers. It was great. <laughs> That's how my mind works. Man, so yeah. Right, just please, Pokemon Snap 2. Pokemon Snap 2. We just want this. We love it. We love this series. We love this game enough to make a podcast about it 20 years later. Please, please, please. One day, maybe. Give us the power. Give us the power. So this has been episode three of Wonderful, a celebration of Pokemon Snap. And next time, like I said, we'll be talking Pokemon Snap 2, ideas for a sequel. So with that, we'll see you next time.